Good morning. This is Patty Holstrand, and we're on KWAD Radio. We're live this morning talking a little more again. I usually take Friday uh, mornings in order to talk about publishing and things that I've seen going on and discuss uh, maybe strategies that will help authors to gain some sales and obviously uh, I would help them out a lot, Uh, even helping them write. So what we're talking about today, obviously, uh, what I already said I would, would be low-cost low-cost methods of marketing to hopefully gain you sales. And uh, last week I discussed uh, low-cost strategies, and some of those obviously were what you're listening to right now. You can get your own blog talk, and if you uh, don't want some all the bells and whistles with it, and don't mind going off off hours, you can get this for free. So if you have a platform that you wish to market, platforms that you not just you talking about your your book because that's not enough. People don't want to hear about your hard sales and you you're you're just pushing this one product. <clears throat> you gotta offer them something. And it doesn't matter if you're a fiction author or a nonfiction author, really, because uh, you know I often tell fiction authors because really I, I I am a fiction author, so I can say this with uh, enough knowledge and say that we all had to do some research. So there's always something that we can teach others. Yeah, because we become an expert on whatever it is that we're writing about. If it's history, then we've learned something about that history of that country that we're that we're writing about. So there's always something that you can offer. Um, and then, of course, you can also interview others. Um, I do this often in my own blog. And, of course, I do this often with my own authors first. And then I am uh, just starting at the end of July, early August, taking other authors that are not signed by me to uh, in order to fill in some spots. So if anybody's interested, you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, that's a great way in order to you know get your name out there. A great way to inform people about your book. Blog Talk Radio hits uh, hits millions, and a lot of people who are on. I love the video, so this is an accepted video, uh, is this audio radio show. So that's a great way to get it for free. Now, if you can spend a little bit of money, you wind up getting at least a block of two hours that you can do, uh, and this, is, this, this goes into a low cost. Low cost is where it doesn't cost you that much to gain some uh, marketing headway for your book or books. And uh, Blog Talk, again, is another good way of doing that because if you want to pay like $39 a month, you wind up getting a block of two hours every day that you can possibly uh, fill. It's always one single block. You can't take an hour here uh, in the morning and then an hour in the afternoon. Like, for instance, right now, this is two blocks I could take this morning and then that's all I could have for the rest of the day. Now, tomorrow I have another block in the afternoon, and we're discussing space and uh, an author who is writing about space and home setting space. 
and that's at 1 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow, uh, Mountain Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Time. So, Blog Talk Radio is another good way of, of low-cost method of getting your platform out there. And, and, and some others. Now, some things are, are good. I find found to be pros and cons to each. So, I'm, just, I'm going to discuss them uh, each. And you can also call me, by the way, if you have any questions about anything I'm talking about or other methods that you found that you'd like to share. This is a live radio show, so please call me if you want to uh, bring up anything, comment, question, and the guest call-in number is 714-242-5145. I am a small publisher, and I have been publishing other people's work for three years now. That's my plug for today. I'm also a graphic designer. I've been a graphic designer for 21 years. So a lot of these methods that I'm going to be talking about have to do with design uh, and production of your of other materials that go with your book. Uh, so if you want to call and ask about these questions about uh, marketing materials as well, that's my forte. And uh, obviously my calling in life. So give me a call and ask questions. Okay, first one I wrote down was book events. Events. So we're talking about you know small, uh, you know it's not big, not a big event. You don't need to really do a big, you know, uh, conference uh, event, but it, it's good to have small, intimate, uh, you know, dinner type things. But not you're not paying for the dinner. So what you need to do is obviously you're trying to keep this low cost, correct? So you you go to restaurants around your area or coffee houses. Coffee houses are awesome. Uh, try to get. We're not talking about Starbucks. <laughs> uh, I don't think that would work, and the reason why is because of the noise. Uh, people who are coming in and out. Uh, although you do have a lot of traffic, uh, there's really no place that you block of area that you could possibly sit down and. And do something with now. If you have a smaller coffee house, you know one that's you know that is kind of a whole wall type of uh, coffee house who really could use the traffic. Uh, that's the ones you really need to hit because see, Starbucks doesn't need any help. They don't really need any help because they already have advertising. They already have you know, their brand is already out there. People know who they are. So they don't really need your help in bringing in people. What you're looking for is a small restaurant, and I have to tell you that every restaurant, other than Starbucks and, and other than McDonald's, uh, really need really need help because in this economy, it's been hitting everybody. I do see three people uh, on the chat. Welcome. And if you have questions, you can write it right in there as well. I will see it and answer. We will share it with everyone. So please use your chat. I'm here to talk to. Just wanted to say that. Also, the call is 714-242-5145. You don't have to be shy. Um, again, we're talking about book events. And book events, uh, could, again, I'm talking about intimate events. 
small, you know, uh, five to ten people, no more than that. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to do a lot of uh, a lot of social media marketing in order to get those ten people, and we even have to uh, continue to invite them and make sure that they remember, because people have just too many things in their life going on, and you have to constantly remind them. And that's why, you know, some people get me on Facebook that. You know, hey, you write too much, too many things. There's too many things on my wall that, you know, hey, first of all, I'm busy marketing people. I'm busy marketing our books, and that's an important part. Also, if you guys are to remember about the events, <laughs> I wouldn't have to continue to to, to remind you. Um, but you know, I I've been that way too. I've been that way too. I've I wanted to go and do something. And, uh, I've been reminded, you know, three days before, and then all of a sudden that day, uh, I forget. I mean, you know, recently I forgot a haircut. Uh, you know, I knew it was there the night before, and then the next day I forgot it. Uh, it's, it happens when, you know, to me, important things that get in our way. The pros, pros about this, obviously, are that, that you are building community relations with the businesses around you. Uh, this is really important for local readership. You're building a local market. And again, ultimate uh, events are a great way to start, and, and you don't have to feel uncomfortable about it. Uh, it's not a room full of people, okay? But you will get attention from anybody else who comes in. I assure you that, you know, and, and there are times when others get pulled in. They want to hear, you know, about your book. You know what you guys say. So they wind up being pulled into the uh, situation, and you wind up getting, who knows? Yeah. Always, obviously, take your books with you. But before you do that, make sure that it's okay with the uh, owner to sell that book. Now, a great way to do that would be to, hey, um, if you think that the that the if you want to use this on a regular basis, you go up to them and say, hey, I want to hold this small gentleman event here at your restaurant. And, um, I am even willing to let you go ahead and you know, um, get the, we'll put the books on consignment with you and uh, you know, have them sign the little form that you already have about ready. And so anything that you sell uh, we'll go ahead and, and give you 30%. Okay, so then that way you're giving a little kickback. They're not going to squeal if nobody buys a coffee. Uh, although, you know, as well as I do, that somebody's always going to buy a drink. Um, and now, if it's a... If it's a dinner place, um, my suggestion would be to hey, go up to him and say, I'm willing to purchase um, pictures of pop, you know, pictures of, of iced tea, you know, and, and make a deal, strike a deal there, and they're not going to want to deal with the books on consignment, okay? Dinner places are not going to want to do with that. But what you can do is, is you're giving him a kickback another way and you're saying, I'm willing to put I'm willing to buy some drinks 
explored my group. I don't know how many are going to be here. I can't promise you any other sales. But the idea is that at least they're going to know where your place is now. Uh, I have seen where, you know, we've been at a restaurant for another event, and I've gone back to frequent that restaurant. I like food. I didn't know they were there. So these are all benefits to help the restaurant owner because this is the stuff they like to eat. Because we can help you to at least inform community, the people that live around this community, that you are here. That you're, you know, this restaurant is here, especially if they're new. If they're new, I would snag them right away. Okay? So that's a great way to pro, that's a pro. Uh, it doesn't cost you that much, you know. Uh, you buy several pictures of, of pop and, and iced tea is going to cost you, you know, maybe $30, okay? Um, give them a good tip if they've got some, you know, some uh, people who don't tip well in your group. Uh, but, you know, food and things like that. Now, I, I have gone into a place and said, look, it says I need nachos and, you know, Keep the nachos coming, and then uh, unfortunately, they didn't have pictures, which wound up costing me about eighty dollars when we were done, which was more than I wanted to spend. So it's something to think about. Double check your numbers before you go and commit to, uh, you know, especially if everyone is buying their own drinks. You don't know how many people are going to show up. Be careful of that. That's a con, is uh, having, you know, you want people to come, but it winds up being bigger than you expected, and you wind up paying for more than what you were planning. So have a budget, and try to stay within that budget. it make you a lot happier by the end of the night. <clears throat> Obviously, the point is that you're going to need books to have on sale, so make sure that you approve that beforehand, that you will have books there to sell at the location. And you just need to inform the owner that they know what they're getting into also at the time or beforehand. You say, at the same time, you say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to have a poster or you say, I'm going to have half-page flyers. Can you agree to put them up next to the register? Or if you have a poster, you say, can I put this in a window somewhere? Could you show me where you would be you know, comfortable for me to put this up you know, weeks ahead of time? Uh, that way, we can on traffic from your regular customers and bring them back for that for this event. So your your idea is you're giving them uh, possible sales. Okay. Um, the other second number two. Number two is well, okay. So we're talking about book events. Pros are that you're building community awareness. You're building community um, relations with. Uh, local businesses, cons are that's going to cost you a, a little bit to do that, but it's going to benefit you in the long run. Uh, con is also that you never know who you're going to get in. You really don't. So you may, if you don't do this right, you don't, you know, put, you know, to deal publicity in the area. You don't put it into newspapers or whatever. You're going to get a small event if it's just you. Uh, in your book, you'd be lucky if 
if you get a few people, okay? If you're not lucky, you'll sit there by yourself. Then you've already agreed to buy this poffin. I see. No, you never know what you're going to get. That's a look at the draw. But the second one is email campaigns. Now, email campaigns can cost you, but the thing is that it's going to take you some time to build it up. Uh, you need to have emails that are crew people that said, yes, you can contact me. Uh, you know, a good way to do that is on your website, add in a newsletter, uh, sign up, and at the time on the bottom, say, um, uh, check mark here if you'd like not only the newsletter, but information about our events coming up. That, that way you gave them, they gave you permission to spam them, so to speak. It's really not spam because you, you know, they allowed it. But that way you can send out special notices when you have events, like the book event that we were just talking about. Bringing these things up, that way they're in order um, of what ideas that you could be doing in order to build that traffic for those things like book events. Um, email campaigns can be you know, costly depending on, on which package you choose to help broadcast those emails. So um, I, why were you, uh, and I'll do what I did, and that is to do some research. Go in and, and double check them. So uh, I've known small businesses to do very, very, very well with email campaigns. So I would suggest it. I would suggest you looking into it. But, you know, if you can, uh, put a couple publishers together or your publisher might have email campaigns already, I suggest it, and maybe benefit from your publisher having that. So look into it. Research it. The uh, pros on that, pros on that is that you would have more, more uh, hits because you had informed them and then uh, reminded them automatically uh, the couple days before the event and also on the day of the event. So it's an automatic thing. So you're not having to worry about that. It's automatically reminding them. Uh, number three. Number three is article writing. And the reason why I bring up article writing is that, um, like I said earlier, that everyone who, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, does have something to offer and something to... I mean, you guys are writers. Just <laughs> because you're a fiction writer does not mean you can't write an article. And you have something to offer. You have something to let people know about. Um, if you're talking about, um, well, nonfiction, that's a no-brainer. I mean, whatever is your subject of your book, uh, you can find uh, other off-subjects from your book uh, to also write about. Obviously, what I write about is, is writing and publishing and uh, graphic design, but it has nothing to do with my book. So I write about time travel. I'm a time travel romance adventure writer, and I also write other things, but 
study series. And so what I write about is obviously what I know, and I wrote based on history, the India region of the world. And so I write about um, India. I write about tigers because I had done some research on white tigers. So I can very well write about tigers, and I write about India, and I write about history in that area. And I can write about time travel. I love writing about time travel. And um, I even do articles on all the different books on time travel. <laughs> uh, top tens are very uh, important when you're writing articles, and, and uh, people love to read top tens. Uh, found out this from a friend of mine named Ann, and Ann says, you know, including top ten is a great way to go. People love to read about top ten things of that particular uh, subject. So article writing is an off way, and of course, obviously, at the bottom of every article you're writing about your book. Say, I'm an author. I'm an author of this series. I'm an author of this book. Come and find me. Uh, my book's out, please. You're not saying that, but you are giving your, your uh, little bio at the bottom of every article. And people also know that they can find and uh, locate you there. Uh, now, where do you put the articles? Well, that's a good question. You can attach your article as uh, right on Facebook and the notes, if you write notes. Uh, you can you can include notes on your Facebook and uh, and write it in there, and of course put the link onto your your wall, or can uh, put it into your blog. Obviously, you need content blog anyway. I'm not sure what you're writing or what it is your blog is about. If you have one, you're content, you might as well do some articles. Not just about, oh, I wrote such and such, just X amount of words today about my uh, about my cat. I, you know, people love cat stories, but on the other hand, you know, they, they'd love to have get something out of your writing. So articles, doesn't have to be big, 250 words to 500 words max. People will read your stuff, but they don't want that much in any one chunk. So this is not a short story. This is not something you may sell anywhere else. You are just adding content. You're allowing people to read something outside of uh, your fiction writing or outside of your book and getting to know you personally. I always write in a manner in which people get to know who I am my weird sense of humor, and uh, all the information I have. It's, uh, it's, you should, obviously, the more you know, the more you can write about articles. But this is free. Okay? Uh, so you have a blog that obviously could cost you a little bit in order to have your own blog name, unless you're doing Blogger. Uh, if you have a website, then obviously you're paid for your website. Uh, but that's, again, low cost. Low cost methods for you to get content out there. And at the same time, all around it, you're advertising your books and, and the things you're doing. So 
a great way to pull in people. Um, if you're doing the email campaign, go with it. And obviously, informing people that the blog is there, please definitely keep it in the email, your email campaign. Um, again, it's a low-cost methods of, of advertising your books and you. Uh, guest call-in numbers remind you is 714-242-5145. That's 714-242-5145. This is KWOD Radio and Patty Holstrand. I'm going to take a short break and we'll go on to number four and five and number six. So we're halfway through my list. I'm sure there's a lot of other things, but I'm you know, only talking for a certain amount of time today. So I'm going to put you on hold and give you a short break and give my voice a break. And I'll be right back. Again, we are live, and this is KWAD Radio and Patty Holstrand talking. And again, the guest call-in number is 714-242-5145. We're also on chat there, and I reminded everyone to please ask questions or share a comment. If you have something to add to my list here or something that uh, you found to be correct or not correct or that's something you'd rather... Uh, not do because you had a bad uh, situation with it. Please share with us. Just um, to that you're always going to have good and bad things that happen in any of these. Uh, but if, if you're informed and don't jump into it right away and re- do the research ahead of time, try to minimize your costs 
then you would probably be a lot better off. These, I find, are long-term things. They're going to take you some time to build up. And the idea is, is your, you are building your platform for your books and for yourself. This is not something that's going to come overnight. Obviously, if you want a book that's, that you're writing now and it's your first book, you're going to have to start doing some of this marketing ahead of time in order to let everyone know, not too far ahead. I've had people who've, who've asked me that question, how far ahead should I be marketing myself? Um, honestly, when you do your first book, uh, you need to have your fiction book written completely. And I mean written completely. You've written the end. Now, it doesn't mean you're done. So what you need to do is you need to put it aside for a little bit um, you know, if you can, several weeks. And then go back to it and start editing. You're not ready to start, you know, it's your first book. You need to have the time to uh, really work that book before you start advertising. And I say that the reason why for the first book is because a lot of times people get cold feet in print and getting their stuff published. I get this a lot. People are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I want, I want to be an author, I want to be an author. You write the book, uh, they get into a writing group and they find out, oh, my God, I didn't know. There's so many things I didn't know about writing. Jeez, you know, I wish I didn't advertise and tell people about my book because now i got people harping on me I cannot tell you how many people, how many authors tell me this. I got people, peeps are waiting for me. Oh, geez, I need to hurry up and get this out because, you know, they won't buy my book if I don't get it out in the next week. You know, uh, I need to remind you guys, and I need to remind you about this because I get this a lot. And people are in such a hurry, and you need to uh, you say, you know what? Uh, if you were at the big publisher, it would take 18 months to two years. 18 months to two years to get that book on the shelf, okay? So, you know, you're going to tell people as soon as you, get, you sign your contract with a big publisher, right? And yeah, they're going to bug you, hey, when is that going to be out? Says, well, my publisher is putting that in. in and publishers take their time to get the word out. They take the time to do the book. And you need to do the same. I'm not saying take 18 months. I think, you know, 18 months is a little state um, in, this, in this economy, in this market. On the other hand, there are some things that the publishers do that are... That are there for a reason. They have a lot more eyes that look through that book and edit it. They do line editing. They do um, copy uh, editing. They do proofreading. They do all three. And they do it again. That's a lot of filters. And that's why when you read their books, you catch maybe one or two 
hopefully not more than that, one or two uh, faux pas in uh, things that they that an editor or editors missed. That's going to happen. But the cool thing about that is is that you um, won't have to read uh, a lot of mistakes in, in the big six publisher books. Do I think you need to do the same thing? Uh, this has been some subject that has gotten some... Uh, <laughs> I have some people who are arguing with themselves uh, on LinkedIn about this and, and it's gotten pretty heated. And that some people think that you need to be just like a big publisher and do all this editing and spend all this money in editing and so uh, that way you have a crystal clear product. Well, even the big six publishers don't have a crystal clear product. There's you know, there's always I mean nowadays I find at least at least two average uh, on average mistakes made in a book. Uh, and again, you're gonna bypass that. It's no big deal. Um, but you, you know, if you have one every every paragraph, then that's too many. And I've had to kick back manuscripts four times sometimes. Uh, I had one that has kicked back four times uh, in order to get a better reading manuscript. I had to go back, and I have three different editors for that book. And still, you know, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than having, you know, eight mistakes per paragraph. I said, this is not editing. You guys have not done your job. So, obviously, you say that that uh, did not use those editors again the next time. Uh, I do have a a freelance editor that I trust Um, now. She's very thorough, but even she was thinks. So after she edits uh, my manuscripts, as I'm making changes, I go through it at the same time and find things that she missed. And that's the important part. You need to take the time to do that. The The first book, you need to take the time to do that. Uh, on advertising for your second book, on the other hand, if you already started it and you got you got three quarters of the way through, then you can start advertising that your second book is coming, whether it's in a series, especially if it's in a series, you need to do this. And then at, after that point, uh, once the book is done and it's in the editing stage, you let everyone know what stage is in. Say, hey, I just gave the book to the editor. We should get that back within the month. And then you set a date. You work with the editor and say, hey, I want this out two months from now, so can you get that to me in three weeks? And uh, while the editing is being done, then you definitely get the cover uh, finalized, designed, finalized, and get it up, start advertising the book along with the expert. On Facebook, all your networking, these are all things that are free. Okay? Now you don't have to spend the um, money on campaigning. You can start doing an email campaign or a plan on it. 
don't do that until there's something to buy. Uh, once your editing gets done and you're in the middle of interior design, then uh, take your your file and get it converted. I have a great converting company that uh, that does all that all the conversions, all possible conversions. And what you're going to do is once the editing is done, then you know you can do the straight conversion and then put that up. Um, start advertising the ebook stuff while your interior print book is being worked on. Then you can do your ebook. I'm talking about self-publishing, by the way. Uh, if you have a publisher, you can do this too, or a small publisher like me. Uh, this is how it can be done as well. You get the ebook out there first. But you got the front cover of the book already done. You got the back cover text more than likely ready. Um, and now the cover design, the designer is going to need to wait for the design. This question has come up recently. Uh, you can't really know the size of your book, the printed book, until you know how many pages. You can't know how many pages until the interior design is done. So you can't do the spine yet. You can do a rest spine, but it doesn't really matter because what you need for an e-book is just, just the front cover. So have the designer do your front cover first. They can put the back cover and the spine on later, but say, hey, I want you to focus on the front cover. Let's get that done. And then at that point, you're going to you know, uh, get the e-book out there first. You know what always helps is, is it, I look at it this way. If you get sales on e-books now, you to do the printing of the book because this market has totally changed. It's not a matter of um, put the print book out first and, and snag all the sales you can on that and then turn around and give the e-book uh, and then get sales later for e-book. Or in this you know, old case, it was hardcover first print book and collectors. Now it's flipped around and it's really ebook first. Print book is for you, the the author, and for the publisher who sell as print books. You need personally have something in your hands to sell. And so that's why you need the print need the printed book, but not necessarily necessary at the very beginning. I know you're in a hurry. But look at it this way. It's going to take it was ninety days. It's going to take ninety days to get to start seeing residual income from your ebooks because that's how long the distribution channels take to actually get to actually pay you. And ninety days. So that means that if you get the ebook on it first then you're going to start seeing residual income all that much faster. It's not going to take the same amount of time, but at least while you're doing that, well, you've got the ebook out up and it's starting to generate sales. You're not getting money paid for that yet. But while you're doing that, then you're paying for an interior designer or uh, an interior designer. I'm talking about interior book, okay? Not at home. Um, and either you're going to do 
it yourself if you know what you're doing or you're going to have um, a conversion surface to it or you're going to have a graphic designer. Uh, it depends on which money you have or, or who you're going through or who your publisher is if you have one. And, you know, a lot of lists there, but you, you can gain, gain a lot of information from there. Again, I want to remind every everyone who's on chat that you can write questions. I will answer it live on the radio, and that way everyone can gain from your uh, question and comment. If you have comments, please share them. Uh, this goes into uh, my number four, which is a chapter booklet. Chapter booklets are, are little gems that don't really cost you that much, um, anywhere between a dollar to a dollar fifty a piece. Uh, this is what you're going to take to uh, conventions and conferences. Uh, you're going to have little little gems with you before the book is printed, uh, or after your book is printed, and you just don't obviously want to give away your book. That many books, you might give away a few, but you don't want to give them all away. So you're going to do what? Uh, you know, a chapter or two from your book. Uh, the cover is going to be a little different, and this is where your designer, uh, your cover designer, you give you a front cover. You say, okay, uh, on the back cover, I want this, and I'm going to need a booklet uh, cover. And what that is 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 a front cover, but not the spine. No spine on it. This is a fold-over. Fold-over booklet, all pages, interior. You've got your copyright. You've got a, you've got everything. Your conversion service can do this for you. Um, say, hey, I, want, I need a booklet. Pay them what they need. And your booklet converted, ready to go, print ready. You slap a cover on it. You really want to be cheap. I'm going to say this and against my better nature as a graphic designer. I hate hearing this, but I'm going to give you this advice. Okay. Uh, if you have a decent printer at home, I'm not talking inkjet because it's going to smear. Um, but if you have a, uh, if you just want to do small booklets that, that, you know, we were talking about your book events earlier. You can have these actually around the table for people to take home that they don't have money for the book rate. At that time, at least, they got little gem of yours with them. I can't tell you how many sales I've gotten from that and actually how many fans I've gotten because of those little gems. Okay? Uh, my fan base. They're going to say, oh my gosh, I really wish I would have bought that book when I saw her. Uh, they'll get on your website and find out where you are again, and they'll buy your book in person and want you to autograph it, or they'll buy the book and and then they'll bring it with them uh, when they see you. <laughs> really cool. So my suggestion is to print the interiors. Uh, if you have a laser printer at home or your friend does, um, or your parents or whatever, you know, pay them a little bit. It doesn't cost very much because a laser printer, the ink doesn't cost hardly anything. Um, it costs a lot to obviously start it because uh, I've got a set of four 
colors. I have a four-color printer now, and it's $127. But these things last so much longer. So much longer, and they will get you uh, through a lot of a lot of material. So print the interiors, but print the. Uh, it more than likely you don't have a color laser printer, so the cover printed at a print shop. That's a cover printed at a print shop. So nice. You can even get glossy. Um, and you, you don't get a bulk of it. You have it ready to go. Uh, do 100 of them. Or 250 if you really want to be bold. But, yeah, I spend that much. Just do them. And then that way you've got enough stock for probably good, I don't know, three to three to five months there. So if you get 100 of them, you're going to do folding. Uh, you fold it over the whole book over, then you obviously need to staple it. So you're going to need to, the only thing you're going to need to really purchase is one of those long uh, staplers. It is for booklet binding. And then that way you can staple, two staples in the middle, fold it over, and you're done. It's not a real big book. We were talking about, you know, 12 pages to 24 pages. Um, get price ahead of time from your printer. Uh, if you have a sample for somebody else, then that's a great way to take it in and say, hey, I want something like this. How much is a, you know, find out first from them, how much would a whole entire booklet be? Because, you know, this is kind of a hassle for you to have to do at home. Um, you know, find out, say, hey, how much would this cost if I were doing, you know, 25 of them? How much would it cost me? I'm doing 100 of them. How much would it cost me? Uh, and then say, okay, well, how much would it, if I did 100 covers by themselves, how much would it cost? And that way you're prepared and you can make an informed decision about your, um, why you're getting your interior done. Um, how to go about doing that. And so these are low-cost methods of marketing your book. Um, so that's Number five is postcards versus eight and a half by eleven posters versus bookmarks. Um, postcards used to be really important before email marketing came, and uh, you had a, somebody's address, and you had a, a block of addresses, uh, and so you could obviously get poster uh, your postcards and. Uh, puts the addresses on them and mail them out. Uh, and people who still works, and I would say it will work if you have a regular fan base, you might want to do postcards. Uh, but if you really want to be uh, more touchy-feely, then I would say do a letter, send it in an envelope to your closest fans, say to my closest fans, you think they're not going to come to your event? If you personally invite them by letter, postcards are really kind of impersonal. So think outside the box when it comes to invitations. Do invitations, you know, send it out. You know, do one of those little thank you cards. You said to have a blank and and run on your printer at home. 
personal invitation. I do uh, these kind of things, fold over uh, cards for my authors and for my uh, other publishers that attach to me. I, I've got imprints that are under our house. So I do these kind of invitations for them. It's a little more personal and it's not postcards. Uh, eight and a half by eleven posters. Yeah, I would. Or eleven by seventeen. If you can really afford it, then do eleven by seventeen. You don't need to do that many. Now, here's my big suggestion. Okay, you need to write this down because it's really important. Um, design it or have it designed in such a way that at the bottom of your poster, eleven by seventeen, or you know something larger, twelve by eighteen. Sorry, no, eleven by seventeen, twelve by eighteen. Slightly poster. Get this delaminated. Um, laminate the twelve by eighteen, and the reason is at the bottom you're going to leave a block, an empty block, for you to write in. And the reason why that's important is once you laminate it, you can use a uh, marker that's not permanent marker, obviously. One that you can you can uh, clean off, and you're going to write in wherever you happen to be the book events that we were talking about earlier. These are the posters that you're going to use. But to go into restaurants and say, hey, "I have this poster," I'll put you know your specific date and uh, time in for that event, and you're going to put it up different places. And you would think that you'd be able to do this in libraries, but they don't let you do this stuff anymore. Um, those are really small libraries. The regional libraries and the city libraries won't let you advertise directly into their uh, locations. They've gotten weird about that. No? Apparently, they're not community-driven anymore. Uh, I can get on a soapbox about that, but I won't do that right now. I think that's a mistake on everyone's part when they stop becoming a community-driven entity. After all, we do pay for their passes. Get me started again. Anyway, uh, do the poster, 8.5 by 11. Uh, if, it, if you want something unobtrusive, thinking unobtrusive when it comes to some... Uh, Restaurant owners, you take in with you the 12 by 18, and they're kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of, kind of big. But okay, you hand, you then you pull out the F11 and say, okay, this is a this is a small one. I, you feel comfortable with this one? It's not that big. It's a regular sheet of paper, and as well, obviously, they'll say that's okay. Um, and then you write in your date and your time of your event and put it wherever they want you to put it. Um, okay, that first is bookmarks. Okay, so you've got your posters that you can put for your event. Um, you can also do flyers, but don't do big 8.5 by 11 flyers. That's a waste of, of uh, paper. I have known from the past that the, the little quarter sheet, quarter sheet, Talking about one quarter of a page of 
flyer is the cheapest form of advertising and the most effective one I've ever found. Uh, two things I found to be the most effective is, uh, well, three things. One is your bookmarks. Because it goes, obviously, with your book. Uh, you put those in the conventions. You can you can lay them on the tables, the freebie tables. You can give them the freebies uh, to uh, conventions and, and conferences you can't make. At least you have a presence there with your bookmarks. How is that? It says bookmarks. One point there. Um, bookmarks is obvious way to bring your uh, to to possibly leave the person with a piece of your book without having to uh, fork out a whole lot of money for it. Okay. Uh, so that's another low cost thing that you can get printed and my suggestion would be two sided, uh two inch by seven inch bookmark, two sided, full color, and laminated or UV coated, more than likely UV coated. I prefer laminating, uh especially for the books because there's no scuffing. But more than likely they don't do laminating for bookmarks, what they do is uh UV coating. So UV code both sides, it looks so nice. And it's so smooth into the book. So obviously these things go really well with your books. Um, all the flyers, flyers. The reason why uh quarter page flyers are 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 great. They're small, they're intrusive, you can put them on cars before your event. Don't ask for permission because you will never get it. Do not go into the grocery store and say, hey, is it okay? Now, if it's a small market and you say, hey, I've got these flyers um, for the event from the coffee shop next door to you here, um, we sure would like to get some help to draw traffic, not, not only for them, but to you know, your store as well. Uh, for repeat customers, can you possibly put this little inattrusive uh, quarter page flyer into the bags? You know, uh, a day before your event or the day of your event, would you do that for us? Obviously, you're going to give them the copy. You're going to give them the the sheets. When I say quarter page. You're getting four on a sheet and cut them down. Uh, again, they're not choices. You can put them on the cars. Maybe I'll irritate people, but they'll grab it, or look at it, and either they'll you know toss it. Um, or they'll say, oh, I didn't know about that event. I didn't know that story was there. Or I didn't know that coffee shop was there. And uh, you may get 10% of people who will come in and do something. 10% is, zero, is better than 0%. Um, have your kids, you know, teens, uh, you know, come around and do this. Is it, the other thing other than flyers that was most effective that I found is both. Um, other than bookmarks, is door hangers. Now, these are a little more expensive. But if you go to Kelly Paper or a place like that and you have a decent printer you know, at home, not, not ancient, again, just a laser printer, they've got pre-cut door hangers there. 
I'm giving you all a lot of trade secrets here, so you guys better appreciate it. Um, door hangers are pre-cut. If you pre- get them pre-cut, you can print them. Get them cut in half at Kinko's or, or, or you know, Rare Copy or whatever place you've got nearby. Um, get to know your printers close by, by the way, to help you. Uh, or say, hey, you know, I printed these, would you please cut for me? Uh, if you do the flyers at home as well. If you're going to need to do, honestly, if you're going to need to do more than more than 500 total flyers, I would get them printed with a printer. Uh, then do 500 is if you hand them the colored paper, you probably do it for the same price as white, and you probably get those done for about $25 in a good cut. Um, they'll probably do the cutting for free without. So. Really, again, we're talking low cost methods. Uh, door hangers, they usually come in uh, in size. Uh, the printing can cost you much if you do them yourself a little bit at a time, and then you have your kids or your or just a great way to walk around and get to know your neighbors. Uh, you can put it into uh, stores locations around that event location are going to be out. Yeah, this is going to take you a little more time, and yeah, but the thing is, if you have, like, for instance, uh, what I did was I had um, was helping a business uh, get started, and what we had was we needed some uh, door hangers to go out in neighborhoods near the location. So um, we hired church kids, you know, church groups, the teens, needs for money for their events. Now, this is works twofold. It's twofold is because first of all you're helping the community, helping the kids and the uh the teen groups and the churches. You've got some kids who are typically understand right from wrong, so they're not going to just throw away your flyers and not actually put them on uh, the houses. Usually they have a team leader who helps them to do this, takes them to the location to start doing the work in early morning hours and is pretty much keeps control of the kids. Obviously you're going to give them money for those time. That is tax deductible because it's a nonprofit. So you get kind of a twofold thing going on there. You're helping the community and the kids to be able to do their projects. They're working for it. And turn around and they also help you uh, because you can write off the tax deduction of what you gave the uh, teen group for the work. That's a win-win situation in my book. And I can't tell you how much... uh, you're going to gain from that. I have found that 45% of the people who got door hangers actually came in or called. So that, that to me, is a really great indicator. Uh, Obviously, you're going to get some people who are upset. They don't like it when you put things in their houses. Um, Just ignore those people. (laughs) You're going to get sour people no matter where you are. Um... So that's that's my take on bookmarks. Bookmarks don't have to cost you too much. Uh, 
ulcers. Again, the only thing you need to do is you and if you do them the way I told you to, by laminating them and having a block on the bottom for you to keep writing, yeah, and then cleaning them off, um, they will last you longer and you don't have to do as many. You do flyers, a quarter page, it costs you very little. Make a color that's seeable but not when people. Um, and I always play with postcards unless you really have already purchased a main service who has labels. But, you know, the problem is that your target market is going to be so small uh, for what you're finding. Um, if you do postcards, it's an issue of shipping it and mailing it. Mailing um, costs a lot. And I just don't feel that the postcards are justified anymore. Now, you can use postcards at events. Uh, you can send, uh, if you're not going to make it to a conference or a convention, you can go ahead and use postcards. But if, the, if this is a book event, if this is a book uh, conference, then bookmarks is a better thing. That's a win-win thing. Obviously, people have books who are in book conventions. Uh, so send bookmarks. But if they're not, and it's a different, you know, this other subject uh, that has something to do with what you wrote about, then I was in the postcards. So those are all good pluses. And I said the end, that's the only thing I'm going to go over today. We do have about 28 minutes left, so I can take questions and answers on chat or live. The guest call in number is 714. Two four two five one four five, and I'm going to put you on hold for two minutes. Give you a little music. Let's make it. Be right back. This is KWAD Radio and Patty Holstrand. I'm taking calls right now. If there are none, I will check on Facebook as well, and we will close for the day. But I'm going to give you two minutes to write in your questions. Thank you. Be right back.
We're back live, KWAD Radio. And this is Patty Holstrand. I did get a couple of questions on Facebook. And I'm reading them. Um, question was, which methods do I think would benefit the most? Which which methods have I seen to be uh, most effective? Um, with printing, with printing a chapter booklets are the most effective, even though they cost you a little bit more per piece. Um, as long as you have on there included on there where to find you, several ways to find you whether it's Facebook or, um, but you need to have a couple places where they can buy your book. Uh, for your publisher, uh, I always include the publisher website, bookstore, as well as Amazon, because people still perceive that Amazon is, means that you're really a publisher or really a, an, an author. <laughs> whether that's right or wrong. Um, they want to see uh, other locations other than just the publisher in order to see the thing. But uh, at the publisher, I give free shipping to anywhere within the U.S. I can't do that on Amazon. So uh, that's uh, that's my most effective way. Uh, obviously, book events are important because building community relations, you know, building a fan base is local. Article writing, I found to be the most effective uh, because you're driving traffic to the places that you sell the books out uh, with what I call a soft sell. So number one would be chapter booklets. Number two would be uh, book events. Number three would be article writing. Book events do cost you more. Article writing pretty much would be for free, so that might be if you're looking for real low cost, then book event may not be it. It is more work, by the way, uh, than article writing or pulling your chapter booklet together. Uh, bookmark is probably number four. Uh, if you're going to do events, on it, uh, honestly, you need to have the posters ready. Do two of them. You do 12 by 18, do uh, 8 by 11. You need more of them later, you can do more. Um, I've got a printer who uh locally here because remember I'm in Arizona. I've got a poster guy and my poster guy does laminating. Um he can do whatever size they specify. I mean I could if I want a banner I'd I'd be able to print it through him. But uh you do two sizes and then have them laminate it. I said, laminating, no UV coating. UV coating will not last. You will be needing to reprint those on a regular basis. You would uh, UV coat them because they scuff very easily. Uh, also, I haven't found them to be very, very good at all as far as uh, being able to clean off the the black print in that block that you're writing in. Lamination, on the other hand, is smoother. UV coating is rougher, which is why it gets kind of uh, ugly real fast. 
So laminating works on posters. Um, so find uh, you can get laminating done uh, from Kinkos, or used to be able to. So you might be able to do that, um, or find a poster guy near you. Uh, I like frequenting uh, small places like that and really getting to know your owners of these companies who can help you out. And also, obviously, they inform. Uh, I've got a book that we did posters for, and he's already my first buyer for that book. <laughs> so you never know where your sales are going to come from. So you got to keep you know, getting plugging out their local markets, okay? So that's the question. There are other formats. There are the things you can buy. Posters and postcards, honestly, I think it's too expensive for what you're going to get out of it. Uh, but if you wanted to, to, my suggestion would be rather than postcards, would be flyers at these conventions and whatnot. And if you want to do full color because you think it's more power effect, then do full color. So do smaller flyers rather than postcards. Again, the thicker the paper, the more it's going to cost you. So remember that. If there's no other questions, I'm going to say goodbye for the day. It's a Friday, and uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. This is Patty Holstrand from KWOD Radio signing out. Have a great weekend, and this is weekend. Get writing. Bye. If you wanna sing the blues